We're doing it live. You're listening to the Julio from New York Show 2.0, episode 109, Feeling the Burn. Recorded live on Saturday, October 19, 2019. Today's episode, as the title suggests, it's all Bernie Sanders related, from the rally to the news of the week, and much, much more. This here is my audio diaries, where I rant, I rave, I reminisce, and I spew whatever is on my mind. If this is your cup of tea, by all means, sit back, relax, and unwind. Otherwise, there are plenty of podcasts for you to listen to. Heart and soul of New York City. Not sure if this is going to be a long episode or a short one, but I am excited to record it nonetheless. And I can't wait to start to get started once the music stops. And welcome back to the show. Once again, I am your host, Julio from New York. This is episode 109, Feeling the Burn. And I was at the Queensbridge rally today, the Bernie is Back rally, and I will get right back on that. But first, a couple of uh, other Bernie Sanders news, and then we'll save the rally for last. So, as everyone knows, the uh, Democratic debate, debate number three or four, whatever, in Ohio, happened uh, earlier this week, happened on Tuesday, and Bernie Sanders was there to participate. Everyone was wondering, how is he going to come back from his heart attack? And he kicked ass whenever a question was directed at him. He had great answers. He he hit it out of the park. And then they subsequently shut him up by not talking to him. Because, obviously, he was getting the loudest applause breaks whenever he did get a chance to participate. So the media didn't did not want to have, you know, didn't want to continue that momentum in Bernie's favor. So instead, they proceeded the rest of the debate, uh, you know, directing, essentially directing all the other candidates to attack the front runner at the moment, which is Elizabeth Warren. And of course, so at one point in time, I mean, Elizabeth Warren had the most participation of everyone. Uh, but at one point in time, she had twice the amount of time that Bernie had. So she had like 13 to his like six minutes, as an example. And then what's his face? Uh, Joe Biden, the uh, dumbass that he is, he attacked Elizabeth Warren which is what, you know, was the uh, modus operandi of the debate. But he added Bernie Sanders into the mix, and that was it. Bernie had his... Because once you reference someone's name, they're allowed to rebut or, or reply. So Bernie had his moment, and he just shot him down. He uh, Because, you know, Biden's whole thing was, I got stuff done, you know, because I you know I have all this experience, and I, and I did things. I actually got things done. And then Bernie... And then, and then he attacked uh, Bernie's uh, healthcare healthcare plan, and so Bernie was like, "Okay, let me talk." Yeah, you you did get things done, and I and as your friend, I'm going to say this: you uh you you got us into this horrible war. You uh, set up these tax breaks for the rich, and and you started and you bankrupted the poor. You signed up these trade deals that took jobs away from good, hardworking Americans, and so on and so forth. So he made him look he made uh, Biden look like a like a jackass. So. That was amazing. He rocked the debate at the amount of time that he had. I, I think he ended with like 12 minutes or so. 
And of course, Elizabeth had like 16 or 18 minutes. And then there were like four other, four or five other candidates above, uh, right after Elizabeth, but above Bernie. So yeah, he was like six on the plate uh, on the uh, on the list of most time allotted, which is kind of odd because he's like the number two, number three candidate, uh, you know, Subsequently, if you look at all the polls out there, he's either the, the the number one, the number two, or the number three three favorite. So why is he sixth place for most time allotted? And obviously because they don't want him to talk because whenever he talks, people listen and the socialist movement starts picking steam, picking up steam. And the elite doesn't don't want that because then that means their tax breaks are going to go away. They're going to have to pay more taxes. Healthcare is going to be a, you know, universal healthcare is going to be a thing. It's going to be a possibility. And of course, uh, free education, you know, all that stuff that would help you and I, the, the common folk. Moving on. Bernie, after the debate, got some crucial endorsements. The first one was AOC. That's Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the congresswoman for the District of Queens and the Bronx. She immediately endorsed Bernie, or at least she officially endorsed him. She probably, really, uh, according to the news, she actually called him when he was in his hospital, when he had the heart attack and was in the hospital, and she called him to let him know that she was going to endorse him. But it became official the night of the debate. So Tuesday night after the debate, they released uh, the press. There was a press release about it. And, of course, the media did not want to report it because they wanted to talk about how Kobachar was doing better. In reality, she wasn't doing better. She just got more time because the media kept asking her questions and she's an irrelevant candidate. But, you know, whatever. Right after her, Ilan Omar uh, endorsed Bernie Sanders. So now you have two of the squad, of the four girls, of the four women of the squad, which is, you know, Ilan Ilan Omar, Alexander Ocasio-Cortez, Rashida Tlaib, and Ayanna Presley. Of the four, so far he got two on his uh, on his uh, Bernie bus, endorsing him. Thirdly, Michael Moore, director Michael Moore of Roger and Me, of Bowling for Columbine, of Fahrenheit 9/11, the do- documentarian who likes to uh, make movies that are you know liberal that are progressive leaning exploiting not exploiting exposing the wrongs of society he is endorsing and bernie sanders which was amazing and of course at the rally he uh a couple of other guys stepped up to the plate all these are local new yorkers so you're not going to know them i I don't know who they are uh, personally either but these are the names um jessica ramos Luis Sepulveda and Michael Giannaris. All three of them are New York state senators, not to be confused for senators of the state of New York, because every state gets two senators for the House of Congress, you know, for the, uh, yeah, for Congress, I should say. But for the local New York government there's also a legislative branch where there's there's senators apparently there's 63 in the state of new york these are three of them uh they all are democratic and they all put their hat in the ring to endorse bernie sanders and of course um the former mayor of san juan showed up at the rally 
the original nasty woman or nasty girl, as uh, Trump called her. She was here. Uh, she was at the rally uh, on stage talking about how originally back in 2016, she wasn't a Bernie Sanders supporter. But after Hurricane Sandy destroyed and ravaged Puerto Rico and uh, he went over there to, you know, give her his condolences and, and to let her know that she was uh, that he was supporting her and he will try to find ways to help Puerto Rico. And not only did he do that, but he did it without cameras. He wasn't going there for a photo op. He went there unofficially just as himself. And that was very, uh, you know, she took it to heart. She, she realized, okay, this guy is a gen genuine article. He's not just out there for photo ops and he's not, he's not, he's not a, a typical politician. He's actually an advocate for uh, social justices and, and for what is right. So now she's supporting him. And of course, there apparently were other New York government official types that are supporting Bernie Sanders. Um, one of them is uh, Rafael Espinal, who's a New York City councilman, uh, two state assemblymen, Ron Kim and Phil Steck, and two other New York state senators that have already been endorsing him. One of them is Julia Salazar. The other one is James Sanders. No relation. And... Um, yeah, I didn't think this was going to be a long episode. It's really just me talking about Bernie Sanders. So <laughs> we're almost done, actually. The last thing I want to talk about, the last thing I have on my show notes, is, of course, the Queensbridge Bernie is Back rally, which I pretty much have been talking, peppering all over this episode. So, yes, today was the Bernie is Back rally at Queensbridge Park. I was there. Not only was I there, I volunteered to help out at the rally. So I had my little volunteer badge, you know, Bernie Sanders volunteer badge. I got, I, I was able to get a little, one of those signs, some, which I'm going to tape to my wall. I got water duties. So I was at the, uh, press, uh, the, the, uh, the press bleacher section of the rally, um, at the back, not in front, obviously, cause that's where the cameras are aiming their, uh, lenses at the stage to record, Bernie Sanders and whoever was going up on that stage. So I was just in the, I was behind that, just, you know, monitoring the water. And obviously I, I positioned myself in a spot where I can get a good view of the stage when the rally started. So I can uh, watch it, record some of it and enjoy it. So let me I guess I'll talk about some of the people who spoke at the rally because it was such a it was amazing. It was just a great rally. I haven't been to a political event like this in oh more than more than a decade. I think the last thing the last thing I can remember was I was when I went when I was in college back in I want to say ninety six. I went to a, a protest rally in Washington D.C. I believe it was called Jericho ninety six or Jericho ninety seven. I, I forget the actual year. So it's between ninety five and ninety seven. So either ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven. So we were there at Washington D.C. And we were there protesting the injustices of having political prisoners because, you know, there's Mumia Abdul-Jamal, who's a who's uh, he's at death. He's on death row in Philadelphia, I believe, still or the state of Pennsylvania. Anyway, he was convicted of killing a uh, police officer or, or a person. No, no. He was convicted of killing someone in his cab. A police officer, you know, wrote the report, obviously, and. 
the, the people at the rally were saying that this police officer was corrupted, was corrupt, I should say, not corrupted, but corrupt. And he did a false uh, charge and arrest. But Mami Abdul-Jamal was, was a member of the Black Panther Party. So obviously there was an ulterior motive uh, to getting him in jail. And so far, he's still alive. He's he's still in death row, though. And uh, there's no sign of him ever uh, getting released. But anyway, this was back in 96, 97, between 95 and 97. Anyway, so that was the last time I went to a political rally um, feeling good about myself, feeling like I was going to change the world or whatever. And so today was very much in that vein. I am witnessing this movement behind Bernie Sanders. I'm seeing all these people rallying together with positive vibes, wanting to make a change that they actually believe in, not the same, not the false equivalency version of Bernie of Barack Obama when he uh, that was originally his slogan, "Change we can believe in," and then he completely went behind our backs. Uh, he did an about face, I should say. But anyways, so. Uh, who started the ceremonies? I believe it was, uh, yeah, Michael Moore. So Michael Moore got on stage and he was talking about how he has known Bernie Sanders since uh, the 90s when Bernie was first running for a position in Vermont. And I forget if it was for the mayorship or for his other congressman positions. But Bernie had asked him to uh, to endorse him and... Michael Moore was like, but I'm nobody. I just have the movie Roger and me hasn't hadn't come out yet. He was just a he was just known as a documentarian, but he hasn't had he hadn't had a commercial success just yet. Roger and me was still in the works. That was that's his that was his breakout film. And at the time, he mentioned that, uh, you know, it was Vanilla Ice and some other celebrities, which I, I can't remember, were the it people of that time. They were the A-list celebrities of that year. And he told Ber he told Bernie flat out, "Why didn't you uh, uh, ask those guys to to support you?" And Bernie was like, "Yeah, no, we tried, but uh, all we got is you." <laughs> this is a self deprecating joke, obviously. I'm sure it, it wasn't exactly like that, but this is how he told it on the stage. So anyway, he was just talking about how in all that time he got to know more about him, and, and he really got to see that Bernie's consistency. Had, had never faltered. He's, he was always a civil rights activist. He was always fighting for social justice and criminal justice and foreign fairness and wanting to reform capitalism in a socialistic way. He was always a socialist at heart, and he, he had never ch changed from that point of view. And, and that is why he wanted to endorse him. Because obviously he is, he is, you know, he is true. And also he, you know, he had a couple of nice biting remarks about how the corporate elite doesn't want us to have universal health care because we can't afford it. And he was using Canada as a perfect example of, well, they have universal health care. How are they able to afford it? Because of uh, their maple syrup, because of uh, Kit Kats, because, because of those two exports, that is why they're able to afford universal health care for the whole country. Obviously, that can't be it. And we have a lot more exports of our own for uh, that, the, that the world does uh, partake in. So we have a lot of profit. And so there should be no way that we cannot have universal health care. 
Um, after Michael Moore, we had um, Carmen Yulín Cruz, the former mayor of San Juan, go up there, the original nasty girl, as uh, Donald Trump called her. And she was great. She uh, got on stage and, well, I already said why she uh, she is endorsing Bernie. So there's that. <laughs> after her, uh, Nina Turner went on stage and she did her amazing, her, her normal, fabulous rallying speech to uh, get us motivated for Bernie, why Bernie is the one to vote, to, to choose and vote for. And I wish I could remember the details of uh, her, her speech, but it, it was very moving and inspirational. And I, I loved every second of it. I loved her uh, moving around, around the stage uh, to emphasize her, uh, her points. That, that was fun. And then after her, we had uh, Tiffany Caban. Now, for people outside of New York, they probably don't know who she is. She is a public defender, and she was running for the district attorney of New York position. And the vote, the election was kind of rigged, but whatever. She's not going to say that on stage. And uh, there were a lot of votes that weren't counted, and it went in favor of the incumbent who is, you know, corrupted. But apparently, maybe this pressure of the primary because she got primary by Tiffany Caban. Maybe this will make her more left leaning, but whatever she, she got to say, she got to keep her position, but Tiffany Caban had this whole story about how the reason she even ran for that position in the first place was because of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She was her inspiration. She's a, uh, I believe she's a lesbian. She's a queer advocate I mean, that's what she calls herself. She calls herself. Let me uh, let me look at let me look at her uh, page real quick. So yeah, she calls herself a queer Latina. She's a public defender, and she was running for the district attorney position, which, like I said, she uh, it got it got robbed. She was robbed. But regardless, the reason why she even ran for that position was because she, AOC inspired her to do so. And she actually, uh, and AOC had endorsed her. And before AOC endorsed her, um, you know, she asked her, like, why should I endorse you? What makes you, um, what makes you a good candidate for this position? And do you have a good grassroots campaign going on? Are you getting, you know, people to, to root for you? And what is your stance? And that, that was all the more, re that was all the more inspiring because, AOC wasn't asking her, how much money did you bring in? She was asking her exactly, are your constituents actually rooting for you? What is, what, what is the evidence that these people are going to vote for you for that position? And what have you done to get that, that movement going? And so that was all the more inspiring for her and all the more inspirational and all the more reason why she was a, a big fan of AOC and she may run for the DA position again the next time it, it comes up. And why she's here at the Bernie Sanders rally. Because when, so as she introduced AOC, AOC had her whole speech about how Bernie inspired her to run for uh, Congress, the Congresswoman position for her district of Queens and, and the Bronx. And, you know, she had a nice long speech about like, you know, she used to be a bartender for a uh, taqueria. Uh, which is a uh, a Mexican, a little Mexican, not a fancy Mexican restaurant, but more like a, a Mexican hole in the wall, so to speak, slash dive bar, where you can get a couple of tacos, where you can you know buy tacos and beers. And she was uh, 
bartender working there, 12 hour shifts, not having much in the way of uh, days off or, or or a scheduled day off, I should say. She didn't have health insurance. She was just trying to make ends meet. And her family also had hard upbringings as well. And all her life, she felt that this was as good as it was, it was ever going to get. This is all she deserved to get because she didn't know any better. She was she had no other examples of what she could possibly you know achieve. And then along comes Bernie Sanders, showing telling her that no, the situation you're in is not your fault. You don't deserve that position. You deserve. You in fact do deserve better. Unfortunately, the, the situation around you is set up to keep you in your current hardships. And the only way to get out of those hardships is to fight for reformation and to uh, run in Congress or, or vote for the people that will give you your rights back and help reform the government. And that is what got her to run for the Congresswoman position that she now currently has <laughs> and uh, and then of course the man of the hour bernie sanders got up there and he had his whole thing talking about the green new deal and how he's gonna you know fight corporate america and how we're all have to get in on this it's, it's not just him obviously it's us and he also brought in the global perspective of his initiative it's not just what you're gonna get out of the uh, the fight and the, and the Green New Deal, but it's also how the Green New Deal is going to affect the world and how it's going to help everyone globally. And so that was my day today. It was a Bernie Sanders inspirational day, and I just had to get this in on tape before I forgot the experience so I could share it with you guys, you uh, five listeners out there. <laughs> I got my Bernie Sanders little poster that I'm going to tape on the wall after I get this thing up and running. And uh, yeah, that is all I have to say for today. If you have any comments, questions, what have you, you can always reach me at my webpage, juliofromnewyorkshow.com. Click on the contact section of my page and write to me there. Or uh, you can find me also on Twitter at juliofromny. So until next time, thank you for listening.